Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. Series 5, episode 16. I am your host, Jazz Wilson, and I'm here with my lovely co-host, Lucy Wilson. How are you doing? I was about to say hello, and then you said, how are you? So now it sounds like I just went... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you <did>. sorry everybody <laughs> i'm not really out of breath just from listening to the opening <laughs> um no i'm good how are you good doing good back here once again as we are every fortnight in your ears giving you some theater goodies and today is no different so let's get on with the show Let's start with... Album of the Week! Yeah! It is Album of the Week, like we do each week, starting as we mean to go on. Lucy, it was your choice this week of... Cinderella by Andrew Lloyd Webber. Not any of the other 500 versions (laughs) (laughs) that there are. Um, It was interesting, you showed me like a meme the other day didn't you i did and it was relating to cinderella and what was the other it was just cinderella but the meme was like um nobody cinderella remake film and theater industry sure why not (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was funny it was funny that there's another remake and yeah. another Cinderella. Do we need another Cinderella? Well, let's talk about this Cinderella and see if we come to that conclusion. True. What Go did on. you think? What did I think? Yeah. It was very no, I'm not talking to the cushion. <laughs> wow. You might get a bit more sense out of it. <laughs> it was good. I enjoyed it, but I like Andrew Lloyd Webber, so I'm a little bit biased. However... This, it had the Andrew Lloyd Webber sound to it. Like, if you put it in a random playlist, you'd be like, is this an Andrew Lloyd Webber song? Hmm. Because certain songs had that sound. Very much Joseph-esque out of Hmm. all the other shows he's done. I found that it depended on which character was singing the song and depending on the character, depended which of his shows influenced specific songs yeah yeah, i know what you mean but then some songs i was like okay this doesn't sound like android webber at all if anything it sounded more sundime and i was like oh interesting i was see i was thinking similarly to you in that i didn't think some of them sounded overly Andrew Lloyd Webber-esque I actually felt it sounded like Andrew Lloyd Webber had fused with Disney and we actually listened to the album together again so the opening song Buns and Roses I actually said I think this sounds like Belle from Beauty and the Beast you know Good day that one Yeah, everyone hopefully will know what I'm talking about and you funnily said it sounded like Who Will Buy from Oliver. True, um, I did. And I agree. It did sound like the two of those songs combined. Um, it was very interesting to see that he's taken lots of influences from lots of different people because he's usually just stuck to his own 
Yeah, well, we don't know that for sure, but that's how it seems. That's how it comes across. Mm. But, yeah, it was good. I liked the title of the opening number, Buns and Roses. Very clever. Clever. Very good, that. More rude than we were expecting. Yeah, there were a few... um, Explicits? Yeah. But on Spotify, it doesn't say it's explicit. So it's obviously not enough for them to pick it mm, up. It's very, it is very mild. But when you think of Cinderella, you think of a family show. And I'm not really sure <laughs> this is that. No. No. All used in context, though. All used yeah, in yeah, context. yeah. There's oh, not no, not unnecessary. Like, yeah. Not F words thrown about left, right and centre like they do in Avenue Q. No. Like, no, it's, it's not, not like that, that at all. But... Yeah. Just how adults probably do speak to other adults. True. Did you have a favourite song? I like Bad Cinderella. That mm-hmm. ever since I first heard it and then hearing it with everything else, I was like, it still stands out to me. Mm. Still now. Did you like the reprise of it? Yeah, I do. And I that tune is, is used multiple times throughout the show, mm. which I really like because it's just that reiteration. Um, I enjoy shows that do that. It's really good. Mm. So, favourite song? I have a couple. I like Only You, Lonely You, which is Prince Charming's song. Um, I really like that. That stuck out to me very much. But then, so I was certain that was going to be my favourite song. But then when we got to the near the end and there was Cinderella's soliloquy. Yep. It's a mix of all of the songs she sings throughout the show played slightly softer. And that's when she sings Bad Cinderella in the softer way. And I actually might have preferred it sung that way. Wow. So, yeah, those were mine. How many mics would you give it? I'm going to give it two and a half mics, middle of the road. Oh, that's yeah. much lower than I thought you were going to go. I like it, but I don't love it. But this is like, it's just okay. I feel like two and a half out of five is like mediocre. A two and a half is middle of the road. Mm. It's, yeah, I enjoyed it. There wasn't anything terribly bad about it, but... It just didn't ignite anything inside of me. But it might be a show that where I listen to it again and again, it might grow on me. Mm. And once you've seen it as well, if we see it. Yeah, hopefully we'll get a chance to see it. Um, I'd probably give it four. Four. Yeah. There wasn't anything that annoyed me about it. And usually when I listen to stuff these days... There's something along the way that annoys me. Um, There was a funny bit uh, that we both looked at each other a bit shocked in... I think it was far too late. No, it wasn't. It was in What Were You Thinking? where the woman, I think the stepmother, either that or Prince Charming's mother, sings really low. Yeah. (laughs) And it's like... What were you? And I was yeah. like, oh, okay, that's interesting. Um, but no, yeah, I enjoyed it. And I think it tells the story really well. And I prefer 
a musical album where you can follow the story through the music. Yeah. Some musical albums, one song happens, then there's a big scene, and then another song happens, so you miss a chunk of the story in the album. Yeah. And I prefer it when it follows through a Agreed. bit more. So, yeah, four for me. Good. And one thing just to mention, it wasn't carry heavy. Like... Considering the press and the PR and everything that it's had for this show due to restrictions and stuff. So it's easier for Carrie to do a song that's just her singing compared to doing an ensemble song Mm. like they might do. I think they would have done that regardless of COVID. Yeah. And she's great in it. She's really, really good in it. But some of the times I was listening to the song and you see that her name is next to the song. And I was like, oh, this doesn't sound like her, which was nice. It was quite mm. quite good. Like refreshing that she's expanding her range mm. is really good. I'm not sure I agree with the saying it wasn't a Carrie Heavy show because I think it was Carrie Heavy. I mean, she's Cinderella in Cinderella. It yeah, is going to be heavy. But I know what you mean. The, the, there were other principles that had a lot of song time. Yeah. <laughs> Do you get it? Got it. Good one. <laughs> um, shame it wasn't for Sweeney or something. Yeah, that, that would have made it a lot funnier. But, but you know. yeah, so. It was good. A very good album. That means... It does fall to me. And my album of the week for this episode is Bye Bye Birdie. Oh, interesting. Ever heard of it? Yeah. Okay. I hadn't. I probably should have. I was going to say, it's a very, very, very classical popular. Yes, it is very classical. And as you know, I like to try and do things... A little different on this show, but it's a short one for us this time. No joking. Bye Bye Birdie, original Broadway cast recording from 2018. Only 45 minutes and 53 seconds long. Wow, that is short. the one and only Dick Van Dyke. Yay! The album cover... It looks like a lady's arm on the left. And, you know, back in the day where you used to see like a scene and the lady's on a train and her arms out the window waving a handkerchief. The handkerchief is the words bye bye birdie. Clever. Yeah, I know. I thought it was very good. They also do look like a massive pair of lips, but I know <laughs> <laughs> I know it is meant to be the handkerchief. Cool. Thanks. With all the names in, uh, in red and yellow on the album cover. So if you're looking for it on Spotify, please do listen along with us. And you can let us know what you think of Bye Bye Birdie. You can contact us at it's all an act at outlook.com or you can contact us on our social medias so that was all for album of the week yeah okay now on to the next section which comes from mr tom hazelden over in the other studio so tom 
Take it away. Hello, and welcome back to the Movie Musicals segment. It's me, your host, Tom Hazelden, MBE, OBE, PhD, GCSE, BTEC. Um, that's my official title. Not sure if you knew. Uh, this week, we're going to be talking about The Best Little Whorehouse in Texas, which is a 1982 film starring Dolly Parton and Burt Reynolds. Um, now, I've never seen this film before, but the musical's quite popular, and I think we've talked about it on the show a couple of times, and I've spoken to people about it before. So I was really eager to actually watch it because I didn't know anything about it. And yeah, I'd, I'd never seen it before. Um, yeah, so first impressions, I think I need to watch this film again. Um, it's quite interesting and I don't think I really knew what to make of it. So now that I've seen it once, I think I, I would like to watch it again. And uh, and I, and I, I find that watching films a second time, if you don't know what to expect, is, is sometimes quite useful because... Um, it's just like a chance to be like, okay, right. Now I know what to expect. Let's let's sit through it again. And and I sometimes think you have a different outlook on it. So this is this is just going to be from a first watch perspective, just to let you know. Um, this film's 1982. I, for some reason, thought this musical was much older. Like I thought this was maybe late 60s, early 70s. Um, but no, it's 82, which is really odd to think that this film came out like three years before Back to the Future. Um, really not the era I expected it to be in. But nevertheless, um, I guess, you know, you've got Dolly Parton and Burt Reynolds who were kind of very popular around that time. So it does make sense. But um, it just seemed it just seemed like a, a bit odd um, to me that it was it was set when it was set. Anyway, um, if you don't know the the story behind Best Little Whorehouse in Texas, um, it's about a, a whorehouse in Texas, believe it or not. Um, and the sheriff is, and as IMDb describe them, a regular patron of the historical whorehouse um, who are fighting to keep it open. Uh, a television reporter is trying to shut it down because he thinks it's, it's connected to the devil. So there's kind of a little bit of a religious element in there as well. Um, not massively, but yeah. So I just want to talk about this film a little bit. Um, the, the music I think is, is great. Um, I think country music is massively, massively underrated and especially country music in musicals, like a country music musical. <laughs> that is a mouthful. Um, yeah. Like, you know, Oklahoma, uh, waitress has got a bit of country, um, nine to five is a bit of country. Obviously it's Dolly Parton again and girl from the North country, things like that. Um, so I quite like hearing a little bit of country. However, I do feel that some of it, I don't know if this is the music, but the film feels a little bit outdated in a way. So I think it would be really interesting to see this film done with a modern day element or sort of just a, a revival. Um, I'd like to see what they do with it because I think it could translate really well. But I feel like the film just kind of cements it in the time that that it that it was it was made. Um, yeah, there's. There's there's not ma any songs massively that kind of stand out to me. Sneaking around, I remember that one, um, but they they all sound, I thought anyway, fairly similar. Um, but you know, if you like Dolly Parton, then you kind of know what you are getting into and what to expect. Um, it does sound different to Nine to Five, though. You know, I'll give her that. Um, Dolly Parton, I think, is fantastic. I think 
I think Dolly Parton is underrated, which says a lot considering she is quite highly rated. Um, but I think Dolly Parton's really great, and I think she's she's really great in this film as well. She's a really great choice. Um, Burt Reynolds is Burt Reynolds. Um, if you know Burt Reynolds, then you kind of know what to expect from his performance, um, especially when it comes to you know being in a musical. Um, he doesn't have as much to do as... <laughs> as some people which I think is a wise choice um, but having said that he's still you know the lead in this film um, I think he gives a, a pretty good performance but I I'm okay I don't dislike Burt Reynolds um, I think he was really good at doing what he did but I, I also I'm not massively wowed by him so you know Burt Reynolds is there fine Dolly Parton I love Dolly Parton. I think she's fantastic. Um, there's also a guy called Dom DeLuce. I think that's how you pronounce his name. It's D-E-L-U-I-S-E. I could be saying it wrong. He plays Melvin, who's the uh, reporter, like the kind of... Um, uh, what's the word? Like Corny Collins, that kind of that kind of thing. Um, host, I think is the word I was looking for, of a uh, TV show in, in, the, in the film. And he's, he's strange. I'm not quite sure what to make of his performance. It's odd. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there we go. Um, this this was nominated for an Academy Award, actually, for Best Supporting Actor uh, for a guy called Charles uh, Dunning, I think is his name, um, who plays the governor. Um, Charles Durning, sorry, who plays the governor. And um, I think he's okay in this film but I wouldn't say that he was sort of standout role I mean he didn't win anyway it was a nomination um, but I thought it was odd that the film was nominated for that rather than some other things like I think the set and costumes are really great in this film uh, especially given the the time period um, and yeah and I think the music probably was the thing that you know I would have assumed would have been nominated for sort of best original soundtrack or, or best original song. Um, so yeah, I, f I found that slightly odd. Um, some of the humor in this film uh, lands, but some of the humor feels outdated, um, massively outdated. <laughs> I'll be honest. Um, but you know, I think that's okay considering this film is 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 a little bit old now, and like you said, if we if we did a revival, then it would be interesting to see how this would how this would translate. Um, yeah, I don't have a huge much more huge amount more to say on this film really, other than the costumes great, the sets great, the stories um, the story feels a bit outdated, so I'd like to see a, a twist on that, um, and the acting is 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 there. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna give this film. Out of five stars, I think I'll give it two and a half, but with a rewatch, it might go up. Um, and I'd really like to see the stage show because, you know, sometimes the stage shows are completely different to the film and I'd like to see how it translates. Um, if you want something else to check out sort of in a similar theme to this film or a similar feeling, I'd recommend checking out Nine to Five. Also Dolly Parton. I think it's the same director, Colin Higgins. Um I think there's there's similarities, but I think Nine to Five is personally I think is a much better film and musical, um, and yeah, I, I hopefully it's not on any streaming services I don't think at the moment, but if it does come on, then we'll we'll do Nine to Five because I think it's a fantastic film. Um, 
yeah, next week we are going to be talking about the one and only Funny Girl. Um, it's also one that I've never seen, but know lots about. So tune in for my first time checking out Funny Girl. It's a film that I feel like I should have seen but haven't. Um, and Barbara Streisand has just released an album, so it's it's fits quite well. Um, go and check out that album if you want. Anyway, um, you can go and watch it on Netflix if you want to check that out before next week. And I will see you then. Love you. Bye. Wonderful. Thank you, Tom. A very good movie musical section from you. Now, I would like to talk about something, if that's okay. And it is Concord Theatricals. So they have been all over the place with shows coming back. Rightly so. They want as many groups as possible to be performing their shows because it makes them money. It's very simple business. So I had a little look on their website because Concord Theatricals is one of the ones that does a lot of the mainstream musicals. So I I did some filtering. I filtered it for community theatre because they don't call it amateur dramatics, rightly so. And also full scale musicals. So it's not short musicals. It's not plays. And the results came back with 377 results. So here's my question. Go on. Could you list 377 musicals? Because I don't think I could. No. Insane. No way. And from both of us being in a theatre group and for me running a theatre group, the choices are very limited a lot of the time. That's how it feels. But according to this website, it doesn't seem so. Yeah, obviously. And a lot of factors come into play depending on your group. So it does come customed because a lot of the time groups are female heavy. That's budget. The way it is, exactly. Budget because... Some licenses come say, oh, you must have this scenery or you must have this or anything that comes with it. But I was very surprised. I didn't expect to see a couple of a hundred. No. Have you looked through the shows? Yeah. 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 And some of the shows are awesome. Yeah, I agree. There was like... what? I'd say some that I wasn't aware you could do. SpongeBob, the musical. I didn't know you could do that. Yeah, so that's a new thing. Heathers. I'm surprised you can do that with it being on tour and in the West End at the minute. Yeah, some of the shows have restrictions. Even though you filter for community theatre, sometimes they'll have a restriction on it saying you can do it, but the people have to be below 18 or something weird like that well yeah but it's still an option you know yeah of course Um, there were also some that i'd never heard of lots that i'd never heard of actually and not ashamed to say that because there are lots on here but there's a series of musicals that they have that really made me giggle and i just want to share them with you go on and if you've ever heard of these musicals before let us know even better if you've seen them let us know what you think of them because they seem like they'd be up my street. 
Or if you've been in them. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So the one that really caught my eye, the first one, and at this point I didn't know it was part of a musical series. Okay, are you ready? Go on. Don't hug me, we're married. (laughs) Is what the show's called. Nice. And... So that's that's the fifth in their smash hit shows. Others include Don't Hug Me, just full stop. Others are Don't Hug Me, Christmas Carol. Don't Hug Me, I'm Pregnant. <laughs> Don't Hug Me, County Fair. And Don't Hug Me, Family. So, sorry, Don't Hug Me, We're Family. I just think they look like a real giggle. Um. And it also says you don't have to watch them in any particular order. So they don't kind of tell a story through. You can just do one and it, it will still make sense. Um, so if you're looking for a show to do that's something a bit different, that will catch people's attention, I promise you. So that might be one to look at. Yeah, it caught your attention. Yeah. S- to no surprise, there's three Cinderella's on there. Yeah. <laughs> There is also Bye Bye Birdie on there. Interesting. So if you like the sound of our album of the week this week and you're like, oh, I'd really like to do that show. It's available to do through Concord Theatricals. So please do go and check it out. Very cool. Such a good website. A very good website. Very well constructed. Very well presented. Does take a long time to load, though. Just to let you know, Concord Theatricals. Get the team on it. <laughs> Wonderful. Lucy, thank you very much today. I appreciate your time and your efforts. And in life as well, yeah? Yes, and in life, okay, yes. Okay, cool. Thank you. Tom, and thank you to yourself as well, Jess. Thank you to me, of course. <laughs> Keeping the ship afloat. Tom, thank you for your input today. Very good. Thank you, listener, for listening. We appreciate you. Have a wonderful time. Stay safe. Get out there. See shows as safely as you can. Enjoy. Report back to us. We love hearing what you've seen. Or if you are putting on a show, let us know. We know that shows are back up and running. And we want to promote you. We want to talk about you. We want to get you on as a guest. Please do get in touch. As always, tell a friend about us and we shall be in your ears again next time. Bye. Bye. It's done.